This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 4 of Civic View, your exclusive source to the inner workings of your local government. We created Civic View to inform and educate our community on all things Crestview, and we are excited to keep that going with another season of spotlights, history, events, and all the awesome things that make Crestview such an amazing place to live. So, let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for another amazing, awesome, epic. Maybe I'll start saying epic because I don't think I've been using that one a lot. We'll say epic episode of Civic View. As always, I am so grateful for all of you that have chosen to join me uh, today and um, you know engage with us civically and listen to these because uh, it's another great way for you to find out what's going on in the city. And that's one of the reasons why I'm excited for this episode um, because... My guest for this episode is special, as is all my guests, um, but he is a, a recent addition to our uh, local elected officials, and um, specifically Crestview, and I think that it's going to be really cool to uh, get some information on him and find out what he's hoping to see happen in Crestview over the next, uh, well, at least the four years of his uh, first term. So if you don't know who I'm talking about at this point... Um, you haven't been paying attention to local elections. <laughs> so I am speaking about our new uh, councilman, uh, Councilman um, Bullard. Thank you so much for being here. It's Is Ryan, is that correct? Ryan, yes. Good okay. to be here. Um, so uh, uh, Ryan, um, is I'm going to I'm gonna say that just because Councilman Bullard is a whole lot. <laughs> right. Yep, that works. <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> um, so Ryan, you are you are in our newly, it's new, we say newly created, uh, although it's been created for uh, you know, a couple of years now, um, we just couldn't cut the council members term short that we're serving, but in our newly created precinct, which is, uh, it's I 10 South. So right. it's everything South of the interstate that encompasses what's within the city limits. So you've got some sections that are over on PJ Adams. So those are going to be some fun conversations you're going to have over the next couple of years. <laughs> some sections, some smaller section over on the other side of the uh, highway. Um, we haven't we haven't annexed much over into the s- southern part, close to the river and stuff. Most of that's still county, but you've got right. some John King area. You got a lot of the businesses that are there uh, south of I-10 and things like that. So. Um, and that's less to let Councilman Bullard knows because he's aware, but that's to let some of you all know because despite how much information I put out on that, there were still a lot of people that were confused that we had a we had changed the precincts and Councilman Hayes and Councilman Blocker actually had to run against each other because they lived now in the same uh, precinct. Um, so uh, I want to just kind of want to get started here. Um, uh, Ryan, how long have you been here in Crestview? So we moved here in 2012. Okay. Uh, so roughly, actually, ten years. Okay. So you've so you've been here since. Well, now, okay. So, but that it, it wasn't. I know you're a uh, retired uh, military, correct? Uh, I'm a medically discharged veteran. Okay. Uh, was it Air Force, Army? I was Air Force. Air Force. Okay. Well, first, thank you for your service. Thank you. And um, you know, the our military community here is very important to to us, to our economy. Absolutely. You know, like we. I, you know, we appreciate, um, all of our service members of whatever branch they're in. Um, so, so that was just kind of co- a coincidence and not related to the seven special force base. Cause it's, that's around the same time. That's why I asked that. Right. Um, it what, was it, were you in the, uh, military here or. 
So it's kind of ironic because I actually was not stationed at Eglin. Uh, we came here so that I can finish out my schooling at the University of West Florida. Okay. Go Argos. Right. That's and right. I, uh, it, it was uh, just a nice place to live, kind of quiet town. So we chose Crestview over the surrounding areas when we were settling down so that I could uh, commute to Pensacola. Good deal. Um, I am a alum of uh, UWF as well. Uh, we are actually playing um, in one of our first playoff games, our first or second playoff games this weekend. It's yeah. a home game. They are at their own stadium now, so if any of you would be interested in paying attention to a college team that isn't FSU or Alabama, <laughs> there's a local college with a really good uh, um, uh, Division Two team that kills it. Like, I don't know, three championships already or something like that. They're doing a real good job. Anyways, um, I was, any chance I get to promote UWF, I try to because I really liked my experience there. My Absolutely. wife is alumni there. There's many people here in the city that are too. Um, so, so you you uh, finished school. Do you, what, uh, what's your education? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree in human services and social work, and then I have a master's degree in, in social work and human services and mental health counseling. Okay. And then, so is that, that's what you do? Um, you have a business here, right? That's correct. I'm a small business owner. My business is right on Main Street in Crestview. Um, and I work as a, a licensed uh, mental health therapist, and I'm uh, one of only four uh, board certified uh clinical social workers in the panhandle. Um, so yeah, I have a, a business on main street as well. So I, I definitely have an interest in our community. Yeah. So I, I like, um, you know, I lo- I like all of our council members, but I always think that it's, it's cool when we have one that has a local business because for lack of a better expression, you have some skin in the game, mm-hmm. right? So the success Absolutely. of the, of our community, the success of the city, those things are directly tied to your ability to be successful. Absolutely. And I don't mean that in some kind of like backroom politics way. I mean that in the literal sense of it's important for our economy. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, all right. So, so we we got a. You've been here for a decade. So you you came to Crestview about the time this latest real boom of growth kind of started. Right. Um. And then it's obviously since COVID, it's like really went crazy. But right. <laughs> but yeah. you know, I know if you'd have told me there's going to be a pandemic and Crestview's going to explode, I'd be like, no, that's <laughs> not a thing that's going to happen. But it did. Um. Well. Uh. So. Well, I mean, I guess I'll ask you this. I mean, you came here at the time, I'm sure, because it was close enough to Pensacola to, uh, you know, make that commute. And at the time, I'm sure the real estate was not anywhere like it is right Right. now. So um, but you did choose to stay. And and that's pretty cool. You know, that's something we struggle with sometimes is getting people who uh, get educated to come back or stay in Crestview. Um, And that's something we really need. Uh, you know, I've talked about in previous episodes about helping them drive the local economy and things like that because right. we have a tendency for people to just leave here. You know, especially my my generation. See, it's 20 years since I graduated, and a lot of us. I can think of a doctor that I went to school with that came back, and in a, a one lawyer, and a couple other people. But a lot of people just went somewhere else, live in a bigger city or whatever. And they do, yeah, yeah. And and we've lived in bigger cities. We uh, I grew up in upstate New York, came down. We we lived in Tampa, and then from Tampa we came here. Uh, a lot of that was some military moves, but it was uh, it was good to come here. Small town feel, and and we really thrived when we came to Crestview. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I think that that's one of the things I hear from people often is they they come here and they, you know, the, we we have a very embracing community. Um, this despite the, you know, sometimes people will be like, well, you know, yeah, you know, this is the South and you're a Yankee or something, but we don't care about that. It's if you're here and you want to contribute to our community and you, you know, you want to be successful Mm -hmm. and participate, 
I think that most people here welcome you. I mean, we we have a we are a melting pot too because of the military bases and things right. like that. So um, it's one of the things I've always enjoyed about Crestview is I have met very interesting people, um, especially when I was doing automotive repair because just about everyone has a car and they need to have their car fixed. So um, I've gotten an opportunity to meet a lot of different people and things like that. It's been really cool uh, from all over the world. So. Um, so you've been here over the last decade. So you have been a party to some of the growing pains and things like that that we've been uh, experiencing and have experienced. Um, do, uh, so I, that kind of like leads me to my next question is, is what made you decide you wanted to be an elected official in Crestview? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. And I think that you pretty much answered that question in, in the beginning, which is that I'm a small business owner on Main Street. Uh, I really love the city. Uh, we, we decided to settle down here and raise our children in the city. And uh, and I did a lot with the city. I did a lot with uh, the community. I was involved in community events. And uh, instead of disliking or, or speaking out about what I disliked about the city or liked about it, I actually wanted to be a part of my city. And being a part of it was being on the city council. And, and so I decided to make a run for it. And and I and obviously got it, but uh, it, it gives me even more of a chance to take some of the some of the voices of uh, people in my community and bring that to the city and, and make effective changes. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's what we want when we ask. You know, when I say over and over again, your local government has a huge impact on you on a daily basis, right? I promise, you know, that it has more of an impact than the federal government does. That's part of it, right? So, so if you choose to uh engage with us civically you know that's awesome and i and that's that's amazing and that's what we hope will happen but if you take that next step which is be on a board or choose to run for council or something like that you know that's even better because you like you said you actually get to participate in what happens good or bad you're going to be one of the ones riding in the seat for the next four years so <laughs> right <laughs> it's funny because i was doing a lot of work with the main street association and i i said to the director i said what more could i do to be involved in the city and uh her exact words were why don't you run for city council and uh and that really it, it's kind of funny that our main street association was really what uh kind of planted that seed so. yeah well i mean we always have a great we have a great relationship with our uh, main street uh, association of as if you've ever listened to any of these there's I've had multiple episodes where I've had them on we've talked about what they do how they assist their CRA district the events things like yes. that it's um it's a it's a great asset that I am very appreciative of for many reasons one of which is I don't want to plan giant events <laughs> yes because <laughs> they are a ton of work um but I'm glad we have them because those those events we have they center us as a community. They're a great way for people to um, come in and 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 be a part, you know. Um, and I look forward to us being able to expand into a, you know a few more, some more culturally diverse ones, and um, just just more opportunities for us to come together as a community and and, and have a good time, essentially. Right. Um, now, so so, you know. We had we we had the new district. You saw that opportunity. You decided you wanted to run. Um, I think that's that's great because sometimes people go, "Oh, I've been I knew I've wanted to be a part of this since I was a kid or something like that." But that's I mean that's not everybody. Sometimes you go through one experience or one thing happens or someone just mentions something and you're like, "That's a great idea." You know, let's I want to give that a shot and see what happens. Um, and you know, I know you had been coming to a lot of the council meetings, right. um, which is good because. 
you need to know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Certainly when I ran, it wasn't uh, my first time walking into the council chambers. Uh, as you may know, I, I had attended the council meetings roughly for about a year and a half before uh, I, w- I was even seated on the council. So I really had a knowledge what was going on with the inner workings. And it really gave me an opportunity to hit the ground running and, and kind of know exactly what's going on and what to expect. Yeah, that's I think that's it's valuable and important for because there are so many people that have opinions sometimes and um, not not that I'm going to you know scold anyone, but there are people that often have opinions and they, they voice them to me and I'm like, we're already already doing that you know or that's something we were already working on or that's something the last few episodes i've done i've been trying to help people understand is a lot of what's going on traffic wise and development wise and what i consider the redstone brookmead area um you know and that that where the commons is and some of the other stuff uh brookmead park if you don't know about where rc track and skate park is and and there's a lot of housing back there and things like that on redstone and the schools and, and we understand, right? We understand that there's a lot of traffic and that it's uncomfortable right now for people to move through those spaces and we're actively developing things and working on them. There is going to be a neighborhood meeting. I do not have a date for it yet, but there will be one coming up soon that we'll call it a neighborhood meeting and be open to the public. Anyone can come. Uh, and we're going to just basically lay it all out there for y'all and see what, let everyone see what the plans are and what's going on and, and all that type of stuff. Um, so, I mean... So we, I so you you told me you decided to run for council. There's there's got to be a few things um, that you know that drove that decision. So what are some of the things you'd like you know that that you want to see happen in Crestview uh, at least you know within your next at least your first term. Um, you know you may run again. I don't know. Um, so are there some particular things that you're like you know I'd really like to see this addressed or I really would like to participate in this or. Well, you know, great question. And I'd really like to start with the things that I'd like to see stay and and things continue. And uh, some of those is the youth services and the youth sports that's going on. Uh, There's a couple of people down there, uh, Teresa and George, who just do a phenomenal job. Absolutely. And that sort of thing I would just love to see continue because I think that's what makes our our city awesome. So that is a a continued thing. Change. I I would love to see a change in uh, our municipal trash system, uh, maybe change providers not not really sure what direction that's going to go in um just getting some um, better quality services provided to the residents of our city um and certainly uh infrastructure is an important thing and and we're doing a lot of that and the city's done a lot of that over the last few years but but again you, you answered that question a minute ago too where it's we've seen a lot of boom in population and our infrastructure yes it hasn't kept up but we we can't really uh, keep up with and build roads in in just a, a week or two. It takes sometimes several years to plan and build and move public work systems. And so I'd love to see changes in that. And then just transparency, just uh, as far as what's going on with our city, because uh, we're all part of it. And uh, so I would love to see that uh, continue and and improve as well. And I I think that you and and all the uh, the other public information uh, personnel do a good job with that. Well, thank you. I mean. I do my best. Uh, we are a small team, and there is a lot going on in the city. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, unfortunately, I do not have an army of people to go out and knock on everyone's door and hand out, you know, information sheets. But um, we are we are actually working on a few of those things. Um, I, I want to get I want to get back to that tr- to the traffic thing, the infrastructure thing, and, and just hit on it in a minute because it's going to run right into the other two episodes that this is going to be a part of too. But yeah. Um, the the transparency thing actually we're we're moving forward with some budgeting software we just had a, a what's called a kickoff meeting uh, recently actually just 
a couple days ago. Um, uh, it's called ClearGov, I believe. Um, and part of what it'll be is a, is a budgeting software that we'll use on our side, but there'll be a portal that's public access on the other side that will show a lot more transparency for uh, the average citizen that wants to understand what's happening with their tax dollars and all that. Because we don't, none of that stuff are things we're trying to hide or, or we're trying to keep from people. You know, I mean, it's already, it's public record. Everyone can access the financial reports that the finance director gives to the city council once, um, uh, I think it's once, once every two meetings it's like once a month i think i believe right um and things like that like it's there uh you, you have to go i mean it's online you have to look it up you know i don't like just shoot it out in an email to every single person or whatever i mean that would be kind of impossible but yeah um, but this will just make it a little bit easier because um it, it'll be a portal it'll be there you know if there's something specific you want to look for like you're interested in finding out what you know the fire department is spending and um, things like that. I mean, there's you can access all that actually on our website, cityofcrestview.org, through the finance portion, but right. the portal will just make it a little bit uh, easier interface for people to use. Plus, like I said, the backside of it helps us because it, it's a, a whole new budgeting layer, uh, budgeting software um, that isn't just Excel spreadsheets and things like that. And, and there's a lot of tools in there and things that I'm pretty excited about, even though I don't do finance, because right. as a division leader, I have to do multiple budgets and other things like that so anything's going to make the budget process easier for me i'm excited about yeah because <laughs> i don't get super excited about budgets i'm, I'm actually <laughs> really glad that you mentioned finance because uh while i don't have any direct impact as a single councilman uh it's something i'm very much advocating for which is uh, retaining good employees within uh the civic uh duties of our city. So uh, city employees, there's there's a lot of positions that um, are probably due for some pay increases. And and I would love to to be able to be a part of that and shape that so that we can retain high quality uh, personnel and continue to build and, and be the city of choice for people to say, hey, I lived in Crestview for 20 years because I retired from the city of Crestview. And and so we're going to attract people to that good talent to the city and, and pay them exactly what they should be paid. So that's one of the things uh, I was looking at the public records for that. And and I would love to be uh, competitive with neighboring cities and, and be maybe even more attractive. So when somebody like myself and, and our family is looking at the area and we're looking at neighboring cities, we say, I, I'd like to live in the city of Crestview because I know that the, the work that I do pays better there or you know the services are better there. So absolutely. Yeah. I mean, providing... You know, uh, providing a better paycheck isn't within our um, <laughs> our uh, um, wow. I had a brain fart there. It, within our 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 mission, um, it's the municipal services in general. But in order for us to provide better municipal services and attract you know quality employees and things like that, right? You want to be a desirable place for people to come work. So culture Absolutely. is something. The culture is something the the outside world doesn't see a lot. It's one of the things that I work on a lot with my job, but it, it stays kind of internal. I mean, people will see right. our one city, one mission everywhere. That's mm -hmm. on purpose. <laughs> and that's a recruitment tool in a way. Yep. Um, but it's also a reminder that that's how we look at it, right? We're we're all multiple divisions, but we're all one organization. And and like Tim's pointed out before, you know, when you turn on that the, the well, I'll use it this way. So when the fire department shows up and has to put a fire out, right, they have to use a fire hydrant, which has that water in it that's supplied. Their vehicles right. have to run. They have to have training. They need to get paid. They they perform a task. And then there are so many other services that support that task that they perform. Right. And, and same when you turn on your water tap, right? So we have an amazing public works uh, department, and uh, they kill it. Um that water is there because there are so many people uh, working to make that happen. And it's not just, 
you know, one division, it's all of us. Now, all of us have certain parts of the load where we carry more of it, right? Like, obviously, uh, you know, public services isn't carrying the public information load, but they're helping me, you know, when they're closing down roads to do resurfacing or repaving or things like that. If they don't give me that information, I'm not able to get it out. So they do an amazing job with that. Um, I apologize if you're stuck somewhere on a road right now that is getting repaved and you're stuck in traffic. I, I mean, I, I do the best I can. <laughs> it's not they don't blame me. But um that being said, right, we're one organization, one unit, and, and our culture is very important to us here. And I feel like um, this is, I have had, I've worked for family business, I've worked for other small local business, I've worked for larger corporations, um, I've even worked DOD stuff, um, and this has been one of the, one of the places where I felt like my voice uh, has mattered when I actually give an opinion about how we function organizationally right. and things like that. And that's been, that's been really cool, you know, to experience. Absolutely. Um, so, so that's, that's pretty cool. So I did say I'll put a pin in the traffic and we'll come back. So I do want to come back to that a little bit because traffic is, is always an issue. It's always something's upset about you're going to have, uh, because of your district, you're going to have a lot of people yeah. <laughs> that are going to have opinions to share with you about it. And, and that's the one. And it, it's, that it's so tough because we're as a city uh, municipality we're stuck in an interesting place with that because right. there are roads we maintain um, but they aren't the major arteries uh, that people use to move about our city. Right. Believe me, if they were, we would be doing everything we can to get the projects done faster. Um, but now some of the projects take time because you were right. You, and utility infrastructure that's something that uh, Mike Krill and I spoke about in the previous podcast I recorded, uh, you know, so we decided to, so we work with the county and state and decide to widen a road like PJ Adams, for instance, because we, we need right. that thoroughfare to be bigger. Well, when we built it, we put the utility infrastructure in one spot and not just us. I mean, we're water and sewer, but there's also power and there's also, you know, so many other things that the, anything that's utility based telephone service, cable, right. and, you know, broadband, any of that kind of stuff that all you got to move it. Uh, because typically those are right. closer to the road because they're easier to service that way. So, um, you know, I, I just wanted to mention, uh, you know, we don't have full control over that stuff, right? So so sometimes we're at the mercy of DOT. We're at the mercy of um, uh, federal DOT or state DOT. Sometimes the county is a great partner for us, but sometimes we're at the mercy of the county too and their own timetable and their public works division and their things that they have going on. So um, don't get too mad at Councilman Bullard. <laughs> so, yeah. And I've asked those tough questions like why, why is PJ Adams uh, taking three years and you know, why, why are we getting uh, so many of one business and all those questions that, that uh, a lot of the citizens are asking and, and some of those things we have control over and some we don't, uh, you know, like the widening of PJ Adams and, and some of the other roads. Why are they taking so long? Well, it's more than just putting a road down or resurfacing or adding a lane. It's uh, a lot of moving of utilities and a lot of different, uh, very complex things that were not thought about several years ago when that road was initially yeah, like put in. 25 or 30, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so it's it's growing pains but when we get through it, it it'll be a much better place yeah that's that's my that's what that's one of the things i i tell everyone all the time when they ask me you know like they're you know what how come this is taking so long well it's actually moving a lot faster than it could be you know if you go to a major city they have they have traffic projects that take 25 years i mean by the time they're done actually finished on one end they have to start working on the other end to yeah. fix the stuff that wore out over the last right. i mean if you lived in tampa you you know that firsthand so yes um i mean that's that just happens but um 
despite all of that, um, I, you know, I want to say I, I'm excited uh, for your your term. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, how much you embrace being a city council member. And if you, right. at the end of it, if you're like, I'm tapping out or if you're ready <laughs> to go for another forum, I'm, I'm kind of curious because in my time here, you know, if we've seen a couple elected uh, I haven't I haven't seen an actual election uh, because we we did redistricting and that extended some of the terms uh, because of a state statute on that. But um, uh, basically, I've seen a couple uh, get appointed, but this is the first election that I've right seen firsthand, you know, so we, we didn't have that much change. I mean, you're we, you know, Councilman Hayes uh, lost his uh, the runoff with Councilman Blocker, but. We we um, added you, and then Councilman Caps officially got elected uh, as, as right. opposed to appointed. But um, I I feel like probably most of you all you know want to want to continue pulling in the direction that the city's pulling in and and things right. like that. So that for me that's exciting because I think a lot of the stuff we've been doing is really great, and I want to you know see it continue. It's it's it really is a pleasure to know that the community trusts me uh, with being the voice of both their district and and the city. Uh, uh you know of the entire population. Um, you know, when when we go to the polls on on bigger elections, some of these people we've never met before. But I'm I'm your neighbor. I live down the street, and um, you know, people know me, and they know uh, what I'm going to bring to the city. They know my voice, and and they trust me on a, on a bigger level with that. And and uh, I truly appreciate each and every person that has trusted me with that process, and will continue to trust me over the next four years uh, as I take this seat. Yeah, and um, you know. Uh if you if you uh, want to uh, contact Councilman Bullard, his email is uh, on our website. Right. Um, your yep. picture will be up there as soon as I can get it. <laughs> it's yep. it's in the lobby now, but they haven't sent me the digital one yet. Um, but uh, the you know we we have a, a city council section uh, on the website where you can just click a button and send Councilman Bullard an email. Um, now uh, we got a we got like. a like a minute left here, minute and a half. So I told you to go quick. <laughs> um, is there, is there anything else you want to, you know, um, mention before we get out of here? Or? No, I, I think that was it. I, I really appreciate your time and I appreciate being a part of this city. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate your time. Um, I, you know, I, I have a small little thing here that I do and I, I really am excited anytime I can get someone to come on and, and, you know, just have a conversation with me because I think that, is something we don't do enough as a society anymore is just sit down and have conversations. I think we yeah. have a tendency to yell at each other on the internet now a lot more than yep. sit down and actually have conversations, which is important to us as human beings. And, and likewise, <laughs> I look forward to sitting down with uh, any citizen in the city that would like to sit down with me and, and voice any concerns or, or come to the meeting and, and it's open to the public to be able to, to speak at and, I, and I'll happily respond to whatever concerns you have. Yeah, absolutely. That leads me right into what I'm going to say, which is <laughs> please, please, please engage with us civically. We need that, right? We need that as your local government. It's our duty to serve you. And we are civil servants, um, even the elected ones. Yes. And we we can't we can't do the things we don't know we're not doing. That's just how it works, right? So um, as much as we try to see around the corner or as much as we try to to please everyone, which is not impossible, but, you know, um, we can't know if a need's not getting met necessarily if no one's letting us know it's not getting met. So we, right. we want to know. We also would love to know what we're doing good. We don't get upset if anyone's like, you guys are doing a good job, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, those meetings are open to the public. They're, every, uh, they're the third and fourth um, Monday of the month, typically, unless we move one or have to 
change it because of holidays or other things like that. Uh, they're open to the public. Sometimes they're a little boring. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes they are. Sometimes it's just a bunch of legislation that's yeah. going through. And um, just a correction on what you said. You said third and fourth. I think it's the second, second and, fourth. and fourth. Yeah, I'm yep. sorry. Except November and December, we canceled well, uh, the fourth one. Yeah, the fourth one for of, November, December because the holidays. Right. So. Yeah. So, but so our next meeting will be uh, December twelfth. That's correct. Um, so it's open to the public. Please come out. Uh, yeah. Be be present for the meeting. Uh, there's an you can speak on certain items, but there's also an open comment section at the end. Um, right. We we do have comment cards. Uh, it's not so that um, we can say whether someone can speak or not. It's simply just so the clerk can have that information because the meeting is our public record and we do have to take notes and um, those have to be you know. Uh, approved by the city council and all those kinds of things uh, because they're public record. So that being said, as always, local government has a huge, yeah, that's right. That's right. You regular listeners, I wasn't going to let you out of here without saying that your local government has a bigger impact on you. I promise, promise, promise. That's three every single time. Then the federal government does, despite what CNN and Fox News and MSNBC want you to think. I promise you, uh, a lot more that affects you on a daily basis happens right here at City Hall than it does in D.C. So that's why we always ask that you participate with us. I want to say thank you again to Councilman Bullard for being here today. I really appreciate your time. Yes. And um, yeah, uh, thanks to WAAZ, WJSB for getting these out on the radio on Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. bright and early. Um, we have a few things uh, going on uh, around the first of the year. Don't miss out on the New Year's party. I just want to give that a shout out. We'll talk about that more later in future episodes. And uh, I think um, that's going to do it for this one. Thanks, Crestview. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.